Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button or the follow button so you can stay tuned for new episodes and also stay tuned for expert guest speakers coming up on the show. I have quite the lineup uh, building, so you definitely want to stay tuned for that. Speaking of which, we have an amazing guest speaker on the show here tonight, Karen Gray. Karen is an ICF certified life and business coach and the founder CEO of Gray Legacy Partners. She provides a number of services to not only professionals, but also helps others in their personal lives as well. She empowers women to embrace their unique strengths, scars, and stories in order to reclaim their voice, pursue their calling, and discover their purpose. And that is exactly what Karen is here to discuss with us today. So without further ado, let's hear from the expert herself. Welcome, Karen. Thanks so much for being here on the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm so honored and excited to be here and support other moms and just be part of the process and kind of pay it, pay it back and pay it forward at the same time. So thank you for having me. Yes, that is. Thank you for being here for sure. And, and I'm very glad that you uh, agreed to come on the show and to pay it forward for other moms as well. And I did give a little bit about your bio, but if there's anything you'd like to add, please feel free to take the opportunity to do that now. Well, I think it's uh, very important for them to know that I'm a mom of five. Yeah, We have a blended family. So we have a 36, 31, 18, 17, 16 year old, and I have three grandbabies. So Amazing. Um, I am knee deep in the middle of all of those goodness, teenage years and, you know, emptiness syndrome in some ways. And so whatever you're going through right now, sister, I feel you. I have been you. I am you. I love you. And I hold space for whatever it is that you're going through. We're in this together. We are stronger, better together. Oh, that's so good. We are stronger, better together. Um, and that a little bit about I think that flows into a little bit about what we're going to talk about, which is um, the rocks that we pick up and carry as moms. We can support each other through them, of course. Um, but that is the topic for today. And you actually have a podcast, right, Karen, where you discuss the rocks that we carry, and that's called the Rock Movers. Is that correct? It is. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning it. Um, I started it because of just, you know, that we always say that we have baggage, we're carrying around baggage and we talk about the baggage in our life. And one day it just kind of hit me that, you know, in our baggage are the rocks that we've picked up along the way and that we have a choice whether we want to carry those forward or not. And part of my rocks were my, you know, my story, my motherhood story, starting really young as a, a 16 year old and just the lessons I've learned along the way. And I've learned to give myself a little bit of grace with those rocks. And that's really where my coaching began was was coaching my daughter. And part of that has been learning to manage my own rocks, help her with hers and then help others. And so, yeah, I get to share my story and other amazing women who are moving their rocks with um, my listeners and our friends on that rock mover podcast. That's awesome. So it's called the Rock Movers. What? Um, where can people find you? Are you on a lot of the major platforms, or do you want to tell? I, 
Yeah, I am. You can find me on um, Spotify, on Apple, on Google, um, pretty much all of the major ones. Awesome. So yeah, just if you just Google rock movers, two words, you should be able to to find it. Um, I'm in the middle of recording my next season. So I kind of record ahead of time. Um, Took a big hiatus when my coaching business took a different direction. So there's going to be a gap in between, but that's the grace and space that we give each other. So uh, stay tuned. There's more episodes coming if you do tune in. Yes, definitely. I'm definitely going to tune into that because I want to learn more. and, And what you're here to talk about today is what does it exactly mean to move rocks? What do you mean? Tell the moms that are listening what you mean when you say that. Um, and what rocks? What rocks do we have? What rocks have you carried um, that you have had to move from your life? And, and you went into that just a little bit with you know being a young mom and stuff. Um, but specifically, what does that mean to move rocks? And then can you give us an example of how you've had to do that in your own life? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I'm pretty transparent. I, I really believe that our power comes from our superpowers are in our scars and being transparent and supporting each other authentically and honestly. So, um, no question is off the table for us. So, uh, if you're listening to this and you want to reach out, any question is fair. So, but my story began, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, being a really, really young mom mm-hmm. and um, going through a life, trying to really fill in the gaps of being super broken and um, dealing with feelings of abandonment from being adopted. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first rock was my adoption rock. Right. And, um, you know, trying to fix it, fill it all the wrong ways, got pregnant really young. Mm-hmm. and um, got in a relationship that was very abusive. So that was another rock. Mm-hmm. And just the things that happen to us over life, we, you know, life happens, traumas happen, big traumas, little traumas, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but they get heavy. We carry the guilt, the shame, it creates insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all of these things that we begin to create new rules for ourselves based on the things that have happened to us along the way. And when I say rock movers, what I mean and what I do in my coaching sessions is, and when I go out and speak even, is to give the the visual of this bag that we're carrying around is so heavy and in it are these rocks and the rocks, we can put names to them, right? That's my divorce, that's abuse, that's anger, that's shame, that's, insecurity, whatever that name is, or that label is for that rock or that situation, that person, Mm -hmm. um, I can actually in my own time sitting here, pull out one of those rocks. Let's say that that rock is insecurity. Mm -hmm. I can look at that rock and say, where did this come from? Where did this feeling of insecurity that I've been carrying around my entire life and what is it costing me to carry this rock? Is it serving me? Mm-hmm. I get to choose. And mm-hmm. if it's not, would I rather move that rock out of my bag? Let it go. Let go of the heaviness. Let go of the weight and choose to carry the lessons that it's taught me. Right. Um, one of the the biggest ones I think that women carry is the 
feeling somehow we've learned or been taught or picked up or somehow we feel guilty for taking care of ourselves. Right. For sure. And so this, this big rock of martyrdom Mm -hmm. was one I carried around, right? Like I was a super young mom. So I had to be a great mom. I had to be the best mom. And that meant taking care of everybody else, but me. Mm -hmm. And anytime I did anything for myself, I felt so guilty. And maybe I'm the only one out there. No, but <laughs> all the girls are in the in the recordings are going, Amen, sister. Yes, we are with yes. you. This is a common theme that comes yeah, up. Yeah, I'm being very I'm being very facetious here because every single woman I've talked to, almost every, I'd say 99.9, struggles with this. For sure. You know, we feel like when we take care of ourselves, it's selfish. You know, we cheer each other on. It's like, oh, you did this task and you did that task. That's great. Nobody goes, hey, you got your nails painted and you took a shower. Yay, that's awesome. You know, you're training for a 5K. That's fabulous. But if you overcome a big hurdle, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want to celebrate the little stuff like self-care because yeah. that was a big rock for me was not taking care of myself. Well, and if you're not taking care of yourself as a mom, let's be real. You can't take care of everybody else. You can't show up and be your best. Right. Every- right. And, and we say it. And we, we know it, mm-hmm. but living it and walking it is a different story because it, it comes with that load of guilt. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because I'm a good mom when I put everybody else first. Mm-hmm. That's the example I've seen of good moms. We don't see behind the scenes. We see everybody sacrificing. Right. And so I really do want to just encourage caution, you know, you're not just taking care of your children. You're teaching them how to be great adults. Yeah. That's and so- what is the lesson you want your young daughter or your son to take from being your child? And it's how to be a great adult. Right. And that means taking care of themselves. Everything you do is an example you want them to follow. And when I began to see it that way, mm-hmm. I didn't want my daughter sacrificing her health. Right. You know, I didn't want her to see me putting other people first. So she became a doormat. Right. I wanted her to be strong, care for herself to the point that she could be a full heart to give to her kids. Yeah. And when I saw it that way, I was able to lay that rock down a little bit easier, a little more often. And that's where the rock movers came from. And to me, that's what it means. It means taking the weight off of our shoulders, the guilt off, the burden that this thing has become and keeping the lesson, keeping the thing that it's helped us become and then using that rock that we've let go to help somebody else. That's amazing. Yeah, and I think it's hard with, you know, self-care and mom guilt because it's the stigma in our culture. It's like- Absolutely. it's normal to just do everything for everybody else and for Mm -hmm. mom to wear a million different hats and not to distribute roles and that's been our culture for such a long time but the culture now is changing and that's such a good thing but a lot of older generations don't understand it right and they're like what is this no you're supposed to be the one for all for everybody and still be okay and internalize your mental health and which doesn't make you healthy and it's this you know it's the culture that we live in very much and 
even though it's shifting, it takes a while for culture to catch up. So I think as moms, we just have to say, you know, like self-care is important. It's a necessity. You don't put on your own, um, you don't put on everybody else's, you know, mask on the airplane, oxygen mask before you put on yours. You can't help anybody else. you're breathing and that's just that's a perfect it. example it's a perfect example i use that so many times in my coaching and speeches i i love that because it's a visual if you've ever taken a flight you understand mm-hmm. and you know the airlines have taught us you're not good to anybody else if you're blacked out right you can't help anyone and no, so it's the yeah. same thing in our lives in our businesses in our homes um in all those things you aren't a whole full, you know, filled to the brim cup running over version of yourself. You're giving, you're cheating others. You're giving them a lesser version of you. Absolutely. And And I don't want to do that. No. Yeah. And you definitely don't want to be giving to your family with an empty cup or, you know, running below empty because that definitely happens too. And I think that's how we get into survival mode often. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Karen, what are the three rocks that you see moms struggle with the most? What are the top three? If you had to pick the top three, um, I mean, definitely self-care would be yes, for sure would be one. Um, I think that the guilt of feeling like, and not just putting myself first, but really pursuing my passions. Like mm-hmm. what is it? We, we lose our identity somewhere along the process. And when the kids grow up and they move out, if you have created a life exclusively around your children and you no longer know what you love or want to do anymore, you've done your kids and yourself a disservice. So I feel like that's another one that's huge is just giving up and sacrificing everything of us and not still doing those things that bring us joy. Again, it's another lesson you're teaching your kids. Um, and then the third one I would say is that balance of, you know, for no matter what you are, you can see the other side of it and you're critical of yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you're a working mom, you feel guilty for not being home. If you're a stay at home mom, you feel guilty for not working and contributing to the income. If you're working at home, you feel guilty no matter what you do, you should be doing more. I should be with the kids more. I should be homeschooling. And so just, you know, it, the shoulda, woulda, coulda is we kill ourselves with. And so we have this um, inability to just be content and accept the choices that we make and embrace those and love where we are. Yeah. This little slice of present that we get. Yeah. We need to really savor that. Right. And be joyful in those moments and say, 100%. this is what I decided was best for my family. This is what, mm-hmm. you know, me and my spouse or my significant other, whatever it may be, or maybe it's you on your own, then that's fine too. This is what I decided or we decided is best for my family. So I have to accept that yeah. and I have to give myself grace and I have to meet myself where I'm at. And the identity thing is such a huge piece because I've always worked my butt off my whole entire life. And when I had my first son, I became a stay at home mom. And for the first five and a half months, that's all I did was, you know, be a stay at home mom. But, and I really took that job seriously. I mean, he had issues. Um, 
and I pumped exclusively for exclusively for him, excuse me. And people were like, you're crazy. Like you could just go buy him formula. But I'm like, this is literally my job and I have so much milk and this is what I want to do for him. And mm -hmm. it's just my choice, right? Yeah. But I lost my identity so much during that time as well. It was just so hard for me to transition from being able to be this independent woman who has mm -hmm. always been able to take care of myself, has never had to depend on really anybody, um, or even when I should have depended on people like my parents didn't want to, you know, yeah. <laughs> had to learn that hard lesson yeah. um, and say, now I have to depend on this person to support me and to take care of me. And now I have this other person that depends on me to take care of him. And it was such a blessing and I loved every minute of it, but it was such a hard transition. And I went into an identity crisis. What am I, and it was in the very, very beginning. Uh, and I see so many people, I've coached so many moms that are like, I mostly parent coach, but I went to school for life coaching. That's one of my occasions. Um, and there's been so many times where moms have said, hey, like these are amazing things we're working through with parenting, but can you help me figure out what it is I love to do? Can yeah. you help me rediscover those things about myself because I've lost myself and I don't even know what it is that I like to do anymore. And that's such a sad place to be. And it's such a vulnerable thing to admit. But if we can get to that place, I think that we can move past that. It's giving up those rocks. I think having that knowledge and understanding those things um, makes it easier, not easy because it's not easy. Right. Right. Nothing, um, <laughs> nothing, nothing about motherhood is easy. Don't no. let anybody lie to you. If you're listening to this and you're becoming a mom, nothing is easy, but it is absolutely worth it. Right. For sure. But I think it makes it easier once we have that understanding to say, okay, now I have a choice yeah. and, um, you have that knowledge, that understanding, and then you have a choice and then you get to decide if am I going to carry this or not? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's really, really huge for moms to know. So thank yeah. you. I think you brought up a great point. If we could add a fourth one, it's yeah. asking for help. Yeah, for sure. It's I think that we think that, you know, as, as moms, we're supposed to be able to do it on our own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we could just grasp the fact that we have such a great community and the women used to older women used to teach the younger women and there was this community of um just you know character and all learning all the things and how do I do this how do I do it better and champion the moms through the whole process and we become a society that shames women no matter what decision they choose and so in my rock movers I really and I, I know you do this as well we really want to encourage each other to celebrate whatever decision you make. That's your decision. I want you to own it. And I want to celebrate you for right. being the mom that can make that decision or being the woman that decides maybe this motherhood isn't for me. I'm going to be a great aunt and I'm going to celebrate everybody else's kids, you know, or I can't have children. There's so many women and, you know, we have to be sensitive to that because just because a woman doesn't have children doesn't mean that was her choice or maybe right. it was right either way you know, celebrate that you are a, an amazing mom, amazing woman, amazing sister, amazing human, amazing business owner, just sure. celebrate each other and lift each other up and hold space for that. 
if we could do anything to change the culture, mm-hmm. it's to celebrate who we are in this moment and that we're all doing the very best that we can with what we have. Right. And we need to really empower each other and stop with the judgment because just because I think a lot of times judgment comes from, okay, maybe I don't understand your decision because I would never do that, but you're not me or I'm not you. And just because like, I don't know that I could be a teen mom. Right. And I wasn't. I would have loved to be a mom in my 20s, but I didn't become a mom till my 30s. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's like, I could either say, look at your story and say, wow, I mean, my sister was a teen mom as well and say, wow, like, look at how far you have come, how far you have grown, how much this has taught you in life and you have used it to do so much good. Or I could say, all of these negative things instead, Mm -hmm. which doesn't serve anybody. And it's just because I think a lot of times the judgment is coming from a place of a lack of understanding. And I think we have to just open our hearts and our minds to be understanding of each other and to practice active listening and say, hey, let me hear your story. Even though maybe I don't understand it, I don't wanna judge it. I wanna celebrate you and I wanna empower you moving forward. And I think that that's so important. And What you said with like culture, a lot of cultures in school, I had to study, um, I I studied human development and family studies. One of the uh, things, one of the degrees that I have, one of the things I have. Um, (laughs) Of all the many things that you get to do. (laughs) But um, we've had to, we had to study other cultures and how they do things. And other cultures very much do function in a familial way there's a matriarch or a patriarch and right. you're out gathering for food and they're very survival based as in you know you have to literally f- do things to physically survive on a daily Absolutely. you're not it's not so easy as it is here in the states um for some of us i don't want to say for all of us because it's not always easy for all of us either i don't want to put that out there right but there we you know we joke about first world problems but I mean seriously we are very fortunate blessed and spoiled absolutely right and I think that that's where a lot of the judgment comes from and that's where a lot of the shame comes from is because Mm -hmm. you you don't understand what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes and you shouldn't judge we should come at each other Mm -hmm. with understanding heart and to be that support and empowerment for each other and that's certainly what my podcast is about is to empower moms and help them to be purposeful and and to teach them and and to really just come together as moms and to create this movement of support and um and empowerment for each other and that's so so big and we do really need to ask for that help when we need it especially you know with moms I mean, that could be as simple from your partner or from your children. Maybe it's you just do everything for everybody and things that your kids can do for themselves you're doing. And you just need to delegate those things and say, hey, you're capable of doing this, which teaches them really great lessons when you're allowing them to do stuff that they're capable of doing themselves. And you're taking that, I don't want to say burden, but yes, kind of burden off of your shoulders and saying, I get to put this down because this is your responsibility. And I think that that's a big thing or just asking your partner hey like I need help doing this what are the things that you can do and these are the things that I really need help with and everybody being a family and everybody pitching in and contributing because that's really so huge in the family 
It is. I'm, I'm not sure where we picked up this. And uh, I say we because I am so guilty of this. Um, this idea that we can't burden our children to ask them to help. Like, no. what? It's Are we crazy? Yeah. Why did I do that? And when they go out into the world, what are they going to do? They don't, they need to be able to take care of themselves. They need yeah. to be able to, you know, and if we're not going to teach them gently at home, then the world is going to teach them harshly, I believe right. in some, in some aspects. Yeah. Maybe they can get by with, um, doing the same exact things, learning <laughs> the same as that, you know, yeah. the same things that they learned in our house to like, you know manipulate or persuade somebody to do things for them or whatever. Um, but that's only going to last for so long. And they really do, um, need to learn to do a lot of things for themselves. And it is mm -hmm. a service to them if we're not teaching them and we're just doing everything for them all the time. Um, so as so much agree, hundred percent, you're, you're taking away from yourself and your children, <laughs> really. I mean, it's a disservice to both of you. And if you can just learn to give away those things that they're capable of. And that's so huge too. So yeah, I, I wish I would have, um, I wish I would have learned that so much younger as a mom, yeah. my life would have been a little easier or a little, um, less hectic maybe. Oh. <laughs> and my kids would have learned so much, so many better skills under my wings mm -hmm. when I could have watch them protect them their lessons would have been learned at home the bumps and bruises would have happened at home rather than out in the world where yeah you're right you know it's not as kind mm -hmm. but that's okay you know we again grace and space we are doing the best we can Absolutely. in the moment and um i can't go back and do anything different but i can move forward and make better better decisions for me for my kids and um for those that i'm influencing yeah and you've taken lessons from that too and you've taken that as a learning opportunity yeah. um, and haven't you know you didn't allow that it doesn't seem like you've allowed that to um fester mom guilt in you you're you know none of I us am, are i'm so over that i'm so <laughs> over that right i know <laughs> i'm i'm too I'm old for mom guilt stuff. anymore <laughs> It's terrible that so many of us struggle with it. And I hear it on a daily basis, either from friends or clients or, you know, through Facebook or social media or whatever, where the mom guilt is real. And it's something that, you know, moms struggle with. And it is something that we need to work really hard to get through and to put down. It's a rock that we need to put down for sure. So with that said, yeah. um, what are some things that moms can do to move the rocks in their lives? Whether it be, you know, mom guilt, like we've been talking a lot about, or the lack of boundaries even that we set um, or we don't set with either our children, our significant others, or even our extended family, or just in our lives in general, or even, you know, that self-sacrifice where we're not showing up and giving ourselves um, self-care. So what are some of those things, Karen, that we can to do, or that we can do, excuse me, to, uh, remove those rocks in our lives or to move them? Yeah. Um, well, you stole my number one because boundaries is, and you're so correct. We are on the same page here. Um, <laughs> boundaries, you know, for, for one, you need to define where those, what those boundaries are for you. And we talked about the culture differences. We talked about 
there's so many things that are very unique to us, our experience, because we each look through life and, and our situations through the lens of our experience. Right. And so my boundaries are going to be different than yours because of my experience and what I grew up being taught and, you know, what was modeled for me. So I, I just want to preface this, that there are no right or wrong Mm. answers here. You know, there's not a one size fits all. Here's the, the number three things that you can do to have the best life ever. No, you get to pick that. Yeah. You get to pick what's a great life for you, Mm -hmm. but then you also get to own that decision and create those boundaries to give yourself the respect that you want others to show you. Mm-hmm. Um, the second or probably the first thing that's most important before boundaries is really choosing to love yourself mm. because I, I, you know, I always heard that you have to, you know, be your own best friend and that just felt so cheesy. And, mm. but when you look at the psychology behind it, our subconscious doesn't know the difference between what we tell it and the truth and the reality. And so if I spend my entire day going, oh my God, Karen, that was so stupid. How could you do that? You know, why are you doing that? Why are you taking care of, why are you being selfish? Why are you this? Like, I'm going to literally convince myself that I hate myself. Right, yeah. And the body reacts to that. The brain reacts to that. We begin to be insecure and we begin to have Um, you know, our body begins to have health issues and we begin to carry on weight because maybe we're trying to hide a little bit under the weight or we're a little bit, you know, self deprivation or there's all these things that come as a result. Mm -hmm. So literally choose to love yourself. Ladies, it's so important. Love yourself the way you want your children to be loved the way that God, the father universe, whatever you call that the creator Um, I'm a Christian. I, I call it God the way that my father loves me. I want to choose to love myself and my children. Yeah. And then I create the boundaries to make that a safe environment, to make sure that I'm honoring the purpose, the reason that I'm here. Yeah. And then I really establish great communication so that I'm not only asking for what I need, but I'm articulating it. Mm-hmm. why I need that right because it's not enough I, I don't feel like it's enough to say hey I need help with the dishes maybe the kids don't understand hey I'm doing this podcast tonight mm-hmm. I really need help with the dishes so that I have space to go do this so then I could spend time with you after right right it's like oh okay now I understand why so I'm articulating the reasons mm-hmm. and everybody's involved and you know I just Find your why, whatever that is. Our why a lot of times is our family, mm-hmm. but go a little deeper. Why is it your family? Why is, what is it about your family that you love? Mm-hmm. Understand what it is that you're doing every day, why it's important to you. What's the bigger purpose? What is the the biggest vision that you have? Mm-hmm. And just like a business, you know, right. the business has a business plan and it has a hierarchy you know, yeah. what, what is the business plan for your family? What is it that we want to do as a family and accomplish as a family? What is our goal for this family? Mm-hmm. You know, you're the CEO of your house, ladies. For sure. 
You're the so part. you get to own it. You get to dictate to your little minions. Hey, this mm-hmm. is your job. This is this. There's consequences. You get a paycheck. I'm going to fire you from the family. And now you're grounded for, you know, go sit in the corner. <laughs> um, you just lost your privileges. I get your Xbox. So, right. you know, I just, I feel like there's so much that we can learn from each other to just do the best that we can um, to another level. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. In Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood, the course that I have, the very first thing that we do, that first ma- that first pillar mm-hmm. um, is vision. What's the vision mm. you have for your family? And we talk about family values and we talk mm-hmm. about missions and what is it? What are these things that you want? What are these goals? What is that vision that you want for your family? Because it's a t- it's obtainable. Obviously, if you're like, well, I want $4 million before <laughs> I die. And I want my kids to each have 10 billion each before they die. I do believe you can be a Chris Kardashian and really learn how to be a manager of your family and make billionaires because if she, yeah, she took that to, <laughs> she, she took that to a master level, didn't she? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that woman, um, amazes me because she manages all these businesses, right? And I'm not saying I'm like a super Kardashian fan or I am not, I'm not. Right, but give credit where credit's due. So many people say things about her and her family. And I'm like, these people are self-made, you know, millionaire and billionaires. She has managed all of her children's businesses and have brought them to a new level and I she has to be a powerhouse I mean you just you don't just do that and and not be a powerhouse so I do believe that we can manifest those types of things into our lives for sure if you want to be Chris Kardashian then yes put that in your vision and make it happen but you have to yeah. learn skills she has the skills to make that happen so but, but let's, on a smaller let's, note. let's use her as an example for a moment because yeah. you know there's very good boundaries right for sure um, you know that the Kardashians love themselves. So mm-hmm. there's a good example there. Um, but they also manage it. There's a hierarchy. Yes. There's, she creates great boundaries for the media, right? They, we don't get to see all of their lives. We get to see the polished versions and then the drama versions that attract more, right. More viewers. Mm-hmm. They're very selective. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she has elevated herself and her family very intentionally. Mm-hmm. She picked this path. She stayed right. the course. She overcame people that said she couldn't do it. She right. overcame obstacles. Mm-hmm. This was her goal. Now, if your goal is to have a, you know, 2023 Disney vacation. Right. Pursue that the way Chris Kardashian pursued this endeavor, right? Don't let things stop you. You get a plan, you create boundaries and you make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. that's, that's a very extreme example, but you know, that's diligence. Then that is grit. That yeah. woman's got moxie. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I think she's incredible personally. Um, and I just, what she does on the day on the daily and, uh, really how she manages her family. I think that she, 
is very, very incredible. So despite all the drama and all the TV stuff, like if we <laughs> actually really learn about her, she is an incredible human being. Right. Um, but for sure, I definitely think, you know, you can attain um, as moms, we can obtain those, that vision that we want for our family. And right. um, a lot of it is simple. Most of us just want something simple, but it's unique to each of us. And that's why our vision has to, has to be unique. We can't teach that. Um, we have to say, hey, I can help you get there. I can coach you through this process, but you have to decide what it is and what it looks like for your own family. And that's going to be different for each and every one of us. Absolutely. And I think the best thing that you can also do is um, create your own community of support. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, for me, there is so much value in having a a small network of very, very trusted friends, friends that will tell me the truth when I need to hear it, friends that won't let me stay in my own pity party. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, this is a hard thing. Let's... You know, we have our, we, we laugh and it's like, we get, we're going to give it a five minute funeral and we're right. all going to whine and complain about it. And yeah. then we're going to move on and we're not staying here in this synergy. We're going to move on and we're going to find, you know, the, the opportunities. What are we going to learn from this? How are we going to move on from this? How are we going to process emotions and move from this? And right. so having really strong women that have my back that I know say good things about me when I'm not in the room. Absolutely. That love me when I'm at my um, ugliest. Mm -hmm. They love me anyway, because let's face it, you know, we all have those moments. We all have those days. Sometimes it's a week, you know, we just are having a situation. We're just doing it. It's, it's, I'm going to be in my wallow, wallow party and I'm going to stay here. Um, and I'm aware of it. I'm right. not unaware. I, I know I'm being a, a ringtail tutor <laughs> and then I'm going to, I'm going to choose to move on and they don't let me stay there alone. Right. Like they're like, Hey, let's go. You're you, we got this. We're here for you. Let's get on. Put mm-hmm. your, they're like, put your big girl's panties on, put your makeup yep. on, put on your best heels and we're going to go have lunch. Yeah. You know, right. those kind of women, we need to surround ourselves with women that love us in situations and through situations and so um i i really my my mentor i was very very blessed i don't know if you're familiar with zig ziglar but his daughter julie is my mentor and she has been such an amazing source of wisdom and love and tough love at times but grace And she told me something that I've never, ever forgotten. And I think this is something that um, I really would love to pass along to your listeners. Um, Every woman needs three friends, Mm -hmm. someone that is um, an older, wiser mentor Mm -hmm. that they can look at someone that is where they want to go. Mm-hmm. so that they can see the path someone that's going to breathe life into them and show them the way and mentor them to get there. Right. Someone that is along the journey with them. That's going to help hold them accountable. That right. could be a coach that could be, um, you know, a friend that's just maybe doing the same thing you're doing and you're holding each other accountable, whatever that is. Right. Um, I a hundred percent believe in coaching. 
Uh, I'm a coach. I have two coaches. So I I totally believe they're a little more impartial. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, they're not in the sandbox with you. So really believe in that. But then someone that you're feeding life into, you need someone that's younger than you, that's coming along behind you. Because we grow so much when we're required to teach someone else. Yeah, for sure. So we need someone that's older, someone that's alongside of us, and someone that we're pouring into. And those three key relationships, even if it's just how to be a great mom, you don't have to be in business. You know, it could be anything, anything. You are the the CEO of your world, right? You're the expert at what you do in your life. So find someone that you can pour into. And by doing that, it just makes you a better version of you. I love that. And they actually used to say that a lot when I worked um, at our church in New York in ministry, they always used to say that you need, a, and they're talking from a spiritual standpoint, mm-hmm. you need a mentor that's older than you, that's wiser, that can pour into you spiritually, that can teach you. You need somebody at the same level as you where you're at. And then you need somebody for you to teach as well. You give that teaching that you're learning, all of the wisdom that you've gained and you give that to somebody else that's younger and you take somebody under your wing and I think that it's so true that we really grow so much in knowledge and wisdom and in uh just personal growth and positivity when we're doing those things and we have that open mind and saying we're gonna you know, be open to learning from somebody. We're going to be open to doing life with somebody and we're going to be yeah. open to teaching somebody else, which is such a beautiful thing. Um, so I so love it. Thank you so much for sharing that, Karen. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, um, I have really enjoyed having you on the show tonight, Karen. Thank you so much for coming and sharing about the rocks that we carry as moms. It's just such an important thing to talk about. Um So moms, make sure that you check out the description of this episode to learn more about Karen. You can, um, there you will find the link to her website that I've conveniently posted for you. Um, Again, that's in the description. And if you visit her website, there you will find a load of freebies and you can actually book a discovery call with her. And then her podcast is called Rock Movers. Is that correct? You got it as well on all of the major platforms. So Karen, I thank you so much for having you or for, yes, I thank you so much for coming on the show. I've enjoyed having you. (laughs) Thank you. Such an honor to be here. And I just love being with like, like like-minded women who are supporting other women. That's my jam. It just makes me so happy. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so, I'm so happy to have you. And I hope that we can hear from you again and do this again sometime for sure. Would, Would love it. Would love it. So thank you ladies for listening and just go be the best mom you can grace and space to make, um, make some adjustments along the way, but just love you first. Yes, for sure. That's great advice. Thank you so much. Until next time, uh, thank you for tuning in to Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood. Um, Take care and God bless.